0: Ciao! And welcome to the Frank Podcast. The podcast for Australian tween girls. Like me, filled
1: with amazing talent and awesome interviews. We're perfect for listening to in the car, on the way home from school, and wherever else life takes you together. I'm Francesca. I'm Brianna. And we're here to start your next conversation.
0: So join us as we explore all things tweens love in one shiny podcast.
1: Today's guest is author Fleur Ferris, who spent 16 years working in police and ambulance services in Victoria and South Australia before her debut young adult novel, Risk, was published in 2015. Further titles, Black, Wreck and Found, have all since followed. Her background has no doubt proved invaluable for her writing, with her books a heady mix of thriller, suspense and crime, all well suited to the up ages of the tween category and into young adult. Small town settings are also an enduring theme of her writing. with Flo having grown up on a farm and now living with her husband and children amidst the sparkling yellow fields of canola in rural New South Wales.
0: Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You currently live on a farm with your three children. What sort of farm is it? Do you have animals?
2: We do. It's a grain farm and sheep. So we have a couple of hundred sheep, so it's only a small farm. And we grow rice, wheat, barley, canola and some legumes.
1: Wow. And do you have any uh, pets on the farm as well?
2: Yes, we have one cat and two dogs. So sometimes we're feeding lambs. So the pets can change. We can get a few lambs um, on the go. Um, And once they become pets, it's very hard to bring them back to the mob. They want to stay with the humans once they've befriended the humans. Do you name them? Yes, we do.
1: <laughs>
2: we name all the ones that we we hand feed. So
1: Wow. And so what does a typical day look like for you?
2: My average day begins early. Um, I get up between four and five o'clock in the morning and I write until seven. I then do some lunches and get kids off to school. And then I go and do my day job, which goes from nine to five. After my work, um, I take the kids to after school sports and activities. And then by the time I've cooked dinner and got home, it's um, the day is over. Wow. That is incredible. I might do some editing at night. If you're not too exhausted. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I'm too tired to edit. I'm certainly too tired to write at night. (laughs) Sure. Understandable.
0: What was it that first sparked your interest in writing? There wasn't just one thing that
2: did spark my interest. I've been a writer ever since I learned to write. So my journals date back to when I was eight years old. It wasn't until I was much older that I started writing novels and I wrote about five books before I got published. So my fifth book got me an agent and then that was rejected by everyone in the country (laughs) and then I wrote Risk And it got sent to Penguin Random House. So once Penguin Random House read that, they made an offer. So that's uh, where my career started. It sort of, yeah, Risk was the book that kick-started my career.
1: Okay. Well, that very neatly flows into my next question then, which obviously talking about Risk, it was nominated and won numerous awards, was published internationally and has become an Australian top 10 bestseller. But even before securing a publishing contract, did you feel it would become a success? No, I didn't. Because I'd been rejected
2: on book number five, um, I had no idea. I didn't expect to get a contract at all. So I was thrilled when, when my agent rang and said Penguin Random House had read it and loved it and would like to offer a contract. Once it got out on the shelves, schools jumped on it and I was really surprised by that too. It's not something I expected. I just wanted to write a mystery thriller Um, I didn't have any of that in mind when I wrote it and suddenly schools were inviting me to come and speak to them and so that was a huge surprise and then it won some awards and got some international contracts, Mm -hmm. Um, very unexpected, the whole thing was a bit of a whirlwind.
1: And we mentioned in your introduction that uh, your books centre around mystery and suspense, with your prior career you must have seen a lot, so how do you ensure your work stays suitable for tweens and young adults? It's not something I'm
2: conscious of when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. When I write, I get into the head of my character regardless of their age and then I stay in that character. If I do get out of those lines and I've written something that's not quite right, uh, not quite suitable for the age I'm writing for, my publisher and editors go through it with a fine-tooth comb sure. and they pick out everything. <laughs> so it was a huge learning curve at first. Yep. Now I'm better at picking it, what mm-hmm. can and can't be in a book for certain ages. But it was something that I didn't know at the start. And, um, so a learning so, yeah, curve? I've learned a lot.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so what are you working on at the
2: moment? I'm working on – I'm editing this book, so it's fully written. It will be out in May next year and it's an action thriller for kids aged 10 to 14. Wow. And like all my books, it's set in Australia. It's fast-paced and involves crime and mystery. So it hasn't been announced, the name or the cover or anything yet and that will be coming soon. So I can't say much else but I'm really excited about it. Fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to reading it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. So it'll be set in a zoo so I can't wait till it comes out.
0: And what were you like as a twin? Do your characters reflect in you in any way? When I was a
2: tween, well, I grew up on a farm and I had friends, I had I played sports, I was quite competitive. Nothing extraordinary happened to me and nothing terrible happened to me. So I was very much had an unremarkable, I should, you know, probably childhood. Um, I remember that time with great fondness. So it wasn't um, traumatic in any way. I guess my characters, what I give them is my own moral compass. Mm -hmm. So I'm nowhere near as fit or as tall or as a good (laughs) fighter or as strong as some of my characters, but they do have my sense of what's right and wrong. So if they do have to bend the rules, it comes back to what I think is right and wrong, which doesn't necessarily mean a reader will agree, but all of my characters have that.
1: And um, as I mentioned in your introduction, you've got three children. As they grow, have you found your writing style changing? I guess with every
2: book it does change a little bit. It's not something I'm aware of, but I'm sure if I went back and got my uh, first novel and compared it to my most recent work, that it would be a huge difference. But it's because it's happened gradually, it's not something that I'm aware of that's happened and probably not anything to do with the children growing up. But I would have to go back to my first book and compare now my writing styles because I don't go back and read my work. So Really? Don't you? Yeah, no, I don't. Sometimes when I'm in a school visit, I might read a passage from the book, but that's it. I don't go back and read my work.
1: Okay. And, well, do you uh, read them to your children or do they read them? And do you hope they'll follow in your footsteps to become an author?
2: I don't know if they're interested in becoming an author. And yes, I read to them, uh, but not necessarily my books. They, they do read. One of my children have, has read all of my books. The other two, one's too young to read them yet and yep. the other one uh, doesn't want to. Wow, okay. <laughs> she thinks it's weird <laughs> to read my work.
1: Okay. Um,
2: so, yeah, I don't mind what they do. I don't mind if they don't become writers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're quite good at writing. So I think if they chose that, they could certainly pursue it, but they haven't shown that interest yet.
0: So what would you tell a tween that wanted to be an author?
2: I would tell them to write as much as they can, to read as widely as they can and to take an interest in everything around them. So what's in the news, their friends, their family, everything. So when you write a book, you draw from everything around you. So if you're aware of everything around you, I think you would be in good stead to make a good story
1: much richer storylines where you're able to bring all of that in.
2: Absolutely. A lot of it comes from personal experience.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, certainly reading uh, your latest one, I really found that a lot of the country lifestyle and country living and even things like uh, having the you know, bike and having to uh, cycle 50 k's out of town in found, all those kind of elements, it's very much a lived experience, which I really enjoyed in the books. Oh, good. Thank you. What do you feel uh, about books sitting in this increasingly digital world?
2: I think it's a great space. I think it's fantastic that books have gone digital and that you can carry a whole library around on your phone or iPad. And when the country opens up and international travel opens up, I think that's a great place for them because you you can travel with so many books. So, yeah, I think digital's fantastic. I think there will always be a place for paper books, but definitely I think digital will continue on as well.
0: I heard that you moved 20 times in 20 years. Why was that?
2: (laughs) That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Um, I lived the first 17 years of my life on the one property, on my farm property. And then it just sort of happened naturally because I kept moving around for work. And because I was renting, I never stayed in the same place. So leases uh, ran out or I would move to a job across different part of the city so I'd move closer and then I travelled around South Australia as a paramedic working in different locations and then moved back into the city of Adelaide and then back across to Victoria. So it, I was chasing my work all the time um, and just that's how many times it took, 20 times in 20 years. I got packing down to a very fine art and um, I'm certainly not a hoarder after that.
1: <laughs> I can imagine Francesca and I have done three moves in four years uh, and that's enough for us. So hoping we don't have to do it again because that packing and unpacking business. Whoo. <laughs> it's certainly not my favourite thing either. <laughs> I feel your work sits with other amazing Australian crime writers like Jane Harper and Gabrielle Bergmoser. Have you noticed a lot more interest recently in the Australian crime genre? I've actually read
2: just this week that there is an increase of interest, uh, especially overseas, in Australian crime writing uh, or crime books. Um, I hope that's the case. The next book I want to write is an adult crime thriller. So I'm hoping that it continues on the interest from overseas. So even watching TV, there's so many crime TV series, so many crime movies that I think it is a really popular, I think the the genre has grown.
1: Mm, Absolutely, and even branching into movies and TV shows. Yeah.
0: All your books have one-word titles. Why is that?
1: It
2: started off as an accident. So first of all, risk, um, that, was the, that was the name. Black was also the name. And then we realised we were only using one-word titles. So after theme. Black, um, <laughs> it was intentional.
1: Okay.
2: And so then came REC, of course. It was called Wrecked at first with an E-D on the end. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, my publisher suggested we take the E-D off and make it REC. And then when we were naming Found, we realised that they all ended in K, And they wondered if we should continue with that theme as well, not just have a one-word title but have the one-word title ending in K. Yep. And we looked at found to be named Seek. Okay. Um, But it sort of wasn't exactly right. Found was the right word for that title.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Um, And
2: so then we went on. I can say the next book that I'm writing has two words. Ooh. So it's a little bit different. Okay.
1: But it's still... Same concept, same genre, just for a slightly younger audience? Same genre. It's a younger audience, though. Yep, yep. Okay. And so what do you wish there was more of in this world? Oh, I wish there was more kindness,
2: more understanding, more holidays, travel, chocolate, (laughs) puppies, Um, all the good things in life. I think that we've had a real, with COVID locking everybody down, there's been a huge focus on what is good in our lives. Mm. So that's time with family. We've we've been able to focus more on on things like that. But the things I'm missing is our travel and the freedoms that we once enjoyed and didn't we took for granted.
1: Absolutely. So Absolutely. I wish there was more of that. <laughs> yes. And what about some practical advice for our tween audience? What would be a hint or a tip you'd share? I think be true to yourself is
2: the main thing. And I know when you're young, you might not even know who you are at that point, but if you stick to being as close to what you like about yourself and follow that, and that goes from with friends and when you're in the classroom, when you're with your family. So, yeah, so I think that if you just try and be your true self, you'll always be right. You'll always do well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Now, we always end every interview with Frank's Fast Five. I ask a question and you literally say the first thing that pops into your head. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Beach or mountain? Mountain. Fancy restaurants or pizza on the couch?
2: Fancy restaurant.
0: Rainy or sunny? Sunny. Favourite travelling destination?
2: The snow, Canada.
0: Reading or writing?
2: Writing.
1: Was that a tricky last question?
2: It was because I do love reading too. (laughs) What are you reading at the moment? (sighs) Nothing because I'm editing. I can't read someone else's work while I'm editing. But I just read Tristan Banks' uh, newest book that isn't out yet and it's fantastic.
1: Okay, good to know. Good insider tip.
2: Not sure if I can say much about it, but when his
1: next book comes
2: out, I recommend it.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Flo, thank you so much for taking time out to speak with us today. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: You have been listening to the Frank Dot World podcast, where we're all about educating and empowering tweens like me. To learn more or get involved, please go to www.frank.world.com. Bye!